Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Amy Corn Revis, founder of Acorn Coaching, who helps you break free from sleepless nights caused by an overwhelmed mind. And they do group coaching, one-on-one coaching, and a self-study program that helps you to relax and create more time for the things that you actually enjoy. Beautiful. Amy, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here, Mark. Well, thank you for, for being here. Let's get straight into it. You know, we all want to hear, you know, what is it that you actually do? Where are you with a business today? And who do you love to work with? Well, it's funny because I have like two groups of people that I find really I enjoy working with. First one is like people like me, perimenopausal, menopausal women. We have a lot on our plate. We have our families, the house, our jobs, or our businesses. And then we also have older parents that we may be taking care of. So there's a lot on our plate and we're not taking time to put ourselves on our calendar and our sleep Mm. suffers. And then I have my 28 to 32 year olds and they're special because we raised them, but we never taught them how to create their own boundaries, how to manage their own time. We did all that for them. We wanted to make their life easier. And now these these young people are struggling to figure out how do I get everything I need to done and be able to get to sleep. And so I work with them as well, trying to find their sweet spot also and create the their better sleep for them. Fantastic. So those are two very different kind of clients that you work with. And I, I see your passion about both of them, especially the your younger audience. You lit up when you spoke about those those people. So, But I can see the, the knock-on effect, the impact it's going to have for the rest of their lives. That makes such a difference. So let's, let's, start, with, let's start with that, that aspect. So these things, no one's taught this in schools. We're not taught all this stuff. No. And then we wonder why we struggle with our health and our mindset and our, our, our physical being when it's the simple things that make a big difference. But it's not easy to do with so much, uh, so many bad habits that we pick up along the way. So with, with that core um, avatar that you work with, what do you find that time and time again, you have to help them to sort of work through overcome so Initially. I think I think that there's a couple of things. The first one is like really understanding how to create boundaries. Like they wake up in the morning and the first thing they're doing is scrolling on their phone, looking at their work emails 
Mm. And the last thing they're doing in the evening is scrolling on their phone for social media because they want to catch up with their friends and stuff. And that's the only time they have. Mm. And so they don't know how to create these boundaries between work life and home life, especially after COVID where we start working from home and we have no differentiation between the work environment and the home environment. And so teaching them that it's okay to create a boundary and how to do that. And then some basic time management skills are the other thing that we I end up teaching a lot of because they didn't have to learn it. They didn't have to learn how to prioritize things, how to prioritize a to-do list, how to create t- times like block scheduling and then yeah. some white space in their calendars so they can do things. And then that allows them to make sleep more of a priority because now they have some time for downtime. Mm. Because they're, they miss it. They miss being able to have downtime. So those that, that boundary that that sectioning of your of your day, mm-hmm. know what what it is in your your waking hours. What's going to be on the lead up to bedtime? To know when is the best, because I guess there's there's no one size fits all. It's trying to work out what's right for you. Is that a struggle to try and find the nuance to all of this? Well, kind of, but not really, because we always start by choosing our bedtime based on what time we need to wake up. So if I have to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, and as an adult, you need somewhere between seven and nine hours sleep. I always start with seven just because if I said, oh, let's shoot for eight, it's always harder. But if I say, well, you need between seven and nine, so we're going to shoot for seven. So if I'm going to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go backwards seven and a half hours. And that would be my bedtime. That would be my lights out time. So that would be 1130 because we need 20 minutes to transition from wake to sleep about, and then you'd get your seven hours of sleep. But then we have to put in that time for you to unwind and get ready for bed. And that's like your no screen time zone. Mm -hmm. So 30 minutes of no screen time, which can be a big deal. Sometimes we start with 10 minutes of no screen time and we work up. And then we create a really good bedtime routine that they look forward to. Because when you look forward to something, it's so much easier to create it for yourself. Oh, I want to just double tap, highlight that, put it in capital letters. Oh my gosh. Yes, to create the routine that you actually enjoy. Because so much of this work is, okay, we need to strip things apart, break habits, change the way you're doing things. And it can be met with a, oh, it also can be met with, because we, we all love our devices and our phones. And it's become more of a habit, like a dopamine drip that continuously gives us satisfaction. So to the way you put it then, to find the right routine that, that you enjoy, I think there's so much gold in that. And it shows that it's, it is possible. And it's so different. So like I've had people who are doing Duolingo or something like that as part of their bedtime routine. I have some people who build Legos. I have some people who do crosswords or um, play their guitar or like they have these things now that are like, I forgot I had time for this or I didn't have time for this. And now I have a place for it in my day for it Mm. to happen. One thing that Kate did for me um, ages ago when I was, you know, 
struggling to unwind towards bedtime, she bought me a coloring book, a Care Bears coloring book, because she had done the research. She knows the literature about going into that playful mood. Now, yes. Katie's all about play. Bring play into your work. Bring play into everything that you do. Things become easier. And I was left with some Crayolas and a Care Bear coloring book. And you know what? I was like, what the hell? But it was quite fun. But I can see the logic behind how I helped my brain to unwind. It brought me back into a different level. And it's so it sounds a bit crazy, but I think find the crazy that works for you. Right. But it's also, if I'm an engineer or an IT person and I'm going full on during the day and I'm very analytical during the day, I need something that caters to my creative side. Mm. Right. Because if I cater to my creative side, I'm going to sleep better because mm. I've gotten out of that linear thinking that is required for, as an engineer or as an IT person or as a business person, we get very linear. And so we're just using more of our brain. Nice. So to switch it from the daily tasks where you are, whether you're logic or creative, if you can make that shift, mm -hmm. then it puts you into a different gear rather than continuing to do the same thing. So Love my that. creatives like things like like crossword puzzles and my um, my analyticals like things like building Legos. So you find the thing that that is different than what you get. And that's going to give you the dopamine that you were searching for when you were scrolling because our brain mm -hmm. loves a good dose of dopamine. <laughs> oh, we're driven for it. Again, that's what the phones, we find ourselves reaching, trying to find that thing, get that laptop, whatever it might be. Oh my gosh, it is all encompassing, all controlling. But you mentioned uh, boundaries earlier. As you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, whether you're the solopreneur or you're the CEO, oh my gosh, it can be tough to have that boundary because with all the love in the world, you want to serve your clients, you want to help your employees, you want to make a difference. Absolutely. And that passion often starts to seep in and the boundaries start to go, but you can justify, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all as an entrepreneur, all I want to do is see all these people sleep better, right? You know, people, they go to the doctor and the doctor gives them a pill and says, good luck, right? Or they go see Dr. Google and they scroll and they're, they're presented with potions and devices and like there's all this stuff. And I just want to see them find the right things that's going to work for them. And I'll go out of my way to help them. And sometimes I forget, well, wait a minute, I need to pull back. There's only so much of me to go around and, and, and create Did that Did you forget yourself for on that journey? <laughs> I do forget myself quite often. It's, it's so easy. But again, I, I know with, with your clients, you hear, probably hear all the justifications, all the excuses, all the reasons why. And as an entrepreneur, again, you can give all the justifications as to why it's okay. I mean, you probably catch yourself in the acts, especially as you were maybe first starting your business, you're like, but it's, it's for the better, greater good. I'm doing this for a good reason. It's all, all these reasons we give ourselves. And really it's, yeah, I'd actually show up better if I did take care of myself. And I know that's so deeply rooted in the work that you do. 
but it's so easy to miss it because there are so many different aspects to this, right? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I always, and I teach this and I use this myself, is when I catch myself with like one of those soundtracks that's not serving me, or when I'm doing something that's not serving me, is like literally physically change my position. So if I'm sitting, I'll stand up real fast, put my arms on my hips and say, okay, why is this not working? And what can I do to change it? Because I have to. I have to have that interruption. Otherwise, I'll keep going forward. And I know it doesn't serve me. Mm. And so the right path interrupt for you when you can catch yourself. There's a skill number one, catch yourself in the act. Yeah. Number two, it's, okay, what, what do I do to instantly make that shift mentally, mm-hmm. physically, and maybe even environmentally? Yeah. Ask yourself the right question. Everybody has their different right question. Nice. Awesome. So what, huh, what questions do you find you have to ask yourself where you are right now with business? Because I know you're going through a transition and you're changing. So, which means pressure, doubts, worries, these, these things all that they're sneaky, but they always creep in. So how are you keeping yourself on track or where is it like, yeah, I'm actually struggling over here and I'm still working through it. It's what is that for you? So yes, I am struggling through it right now because I've got all that, that little hamster in my head is on his wheel and his cheeks are full of, are you sure that you should do this? What if this doesn't work? What's going to happen then? Right. And so I'll look for like the instant gratification, the, the next course, the next certification, maybe I need to do this. And it's like, so then I have to like say, okay, let me take a breath. And then the question, the question becomes, is doing this activity actually going to serve somebody other than myself? So that's the question I ask myself. Mm. Is this going to serve somebody other than myself? And sometimes I'm good at it. And sometimes I spent money that I didn't plan on spending on a course because I got caught up in the moment. Yeah. What is it like for you as a business owner? Because everyone buys, you know, there's so many courses, books, podcasts, mentors, guides, all the stuff that, you know, we need help. We all need to grow. And the quickest way is to gain help, the right expertise. Sometimes it can be tough to work out where, where is the right help. And yeah, you're right. Entrepreneurs, yes, we have shiny object syndrome. We Squirrel syndrome, we're always looking for the, the quick hacks. Well, maybe not looking for it, but they're being shoved down our throats as to here's what will solve your problem, whether it's here's going to bring you a gazillion clients in 30 days, or here's going to make this streamlined, or here's going to do that. It's the noise is a lot. So yes. how do you navigate through that? So when I'm, when I... When I'm not getting caught up in it, I know now that I'm looking for a community, right? I need, the way I learn, I need that community around me. So no more courses unless it has like interactive pieces to it. So like I have a coach and we meet once a week and then we also have a group coaching thing at a destination once a quarter because that's going to help me to Mm. really kind of move to the next step. 
love that for you what what is it what does that bring to you that's just learning on your own just just doesn't do I think that I'm a great learner but it gets me to implement or it shows me where I'm what I'm hiding from so like right now one of the things I want to do is go out to doctor's offices and talk to the doctor's offices and Mm. I've done this in the past when I've worked for other companies but for myself doing it for myself I have been very hesitant to go forward because Uh I have all these nice little tapes that are like, what if this doesn't work? What if I fail? What would would I do? And so you get to the point where you're like sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So put it on my calendar. I know when I'm going, I'm going, and I gave myself a tiny, I'm going to see two doctors, Mm. just two doctors. I'm going to tell them what I have, see if they're interested, see what they think. And then if they don't like it, they don't like it. If they do, great. Then I'm going to schedule a time to come back, maybe do a lunch. You know, something simple. Um, but I have to, I, I had to, to chuck it down because it just was so intimidating. I've got to go out and see doctors. And my coach was like, well, you need to go out and see 10 doctors a day. I'm like, Oh my God. I don't know if I could survive that. Because <laughs> I'm I am most people don't realize it, but I'm very shy. And so going out and doing this takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that, okay, if this takes a lot of energy and I'm feeling insecure, I've got to chunk it down. So with that, it's the advice from a coach, I, I don't know who they are and what they're, what they're telling you. Just to plow through and do it sometimes is like, okay, you need to find, okay, we're back to the nuance again, find the nuance in, in who you are, what you need, how you need to approach this. Is it, is it the right thing for you? Is it the right thing that's going to move the needle with your business? There are so many questions to answer there. And some are, yeah. you don't know until you, you give it a shot and then you have the data. Right. So again, all now we're back to the logical, but so logically, you know what you what could help your business. Mm-hmm. Logically, you know how to do it. Yeah. Now we get into the level two emotionally. Ah, but here come the fears and the, but what if it doesn't work out? All this stuff. So let's just focus on that because I think logically, everyone listening, we know what to do. We know what we're doing wrong. We know what yeah. we should be doing, but we can't do the fucking thing. So. It's about, it's, it's with us, blessing and the curse. We have the power, but also we have to do it for ourselves. So what, it, what is it for you? What, what, what's underneath that, the, the sort of the, the doubt or the, that, that imposter syndrome or, the, or the, the anxiety? What is it for you? For me personally, a lot of my doubts and come from, I was, I have dyslexia. But I have profound dyslexia. I didn't learn to read till I was in the seventh grade. Uh-huh. And so I was told the whole time I was growing up, well, she's not going to amount to much. She's never going to do anything important. And so I have those old tapes and they come back to haunt you when you least expect it. Ooh. And so, so even though that happened when I was a child, mm. like that, that thought that what happens if I fail this time? Am I going to have to go and find another job in in a doctor's office or something or a hospital? You know, 
and I don't want that. I want to make my business successful. And I'm like, and it's easier to not take action and say, what if, than to take the action, do it badly until mm. you do it well. So what you said there, when you, when you find yourself not taking action, that everyone here can relate to, what is it for you? Do you find yourself doing other things? Is it, do you just shut down? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll it? I'll do anything to keep myself. I'll I'll post on social media. I'll I'll take another course. I'll you know I'll always look for the shiny object rather yeah. than do the thing that I don't want to do. And then do you find yourself saying, "Well, yes, I didn't see you know two, five, ten doctors a day, but I did do this. I did put a messaging out there. I did do all this stuff. Look at this." Is that, yeah. is that how you, you, you find yourself justifying? Yes, absolutely. I love that. It's, it's so sneaky. I, yeah, we all will find this way. And again, back to catching ourselves in the act. It's huge to catch ourselves, be like, hold on, hold on a minute. What's going on here? There's avoidance. Where mm. is that? Where is that trigger point? Where is that? So it sounds like it's deeply rooted with you. Just like... All of our, all of our shit mm -hmm. is deeply rooted. Some of it we may never remove. We need to befriend it and be like, okay, at least we know what's, what it is that's actually controlling us or influencing us, right? Who's, who's got the yeah. steering wheel? So when you're in your, <laughs> when you're in your, in your zone in flow, who's got the wheel? Who, what mindset? I love what when I'm in flow. Everybody loves when they're in flow. So, so when I'm writing curriculum or I'm writing articles and stuff like that, and I'm in flow, I love that feeling, but that's a dopamine feeling, right? Because you're, you're creating and you're doing, but I could probably do that going to doctors at some point. Once I've started to do it bad before I do it good, mm. I just hate to do it bad. Right. Because that's the biggest thing with entrepreneurs is we want to do everything perfect the first time. But even when we but, learn to walk, we fell down before we got really good at walking. I love that. But rewind that. So we, we want to do things good first time we do. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm a perfectionist. Absolutely. When we started on Forget Yourself, I, my personal story is that I was so concerned that I don't just want to regurgitate what we've learned how we've experienced things, we have to do something different. So that, for me, allowed us to create the Unforget Yourself system, to package mm -hmm. things in a different way. It's like, no one else has this blueprint. It's amazing what we've done, but it came about from my, one of my fears. So blessing and a curse, but that perfectionism, it's, I share that with you because it's, it's like a shield. It's trying to, it's trying to keep some, some fears or some anxieties or some doubts away. So it's patching rather than mm -hmm. solving the problem rather than, yeah i'm terrified of being rejected yeah. so i'm gonna make this presentation even better i'm gonna do all this before i go and do this rather than face that demon head on maybe that's the hardest part what would you say yeah i think it is like like we have to accept that this is something that's within us that we're we're feeling and then be okay with feeling uncomfortable mm. when very as humans our brain isn't designed that way 
our brain isn't designed to be uncomfortable. Our brain is designed to problem solve and to keep us safe. And we're, as entrepreneurs, we are not keeping ourselves safe. There's mm -hmm. nothing about being an entrepreneur that is ultimately safe. It will lead to safety. I mean, th that's reframing it. We, we could we, we could discuss reframing all day long with what you just yeah. said there and unpack that for hours. However, I think it's it, it's true. It is. We're built for survival. That's it. Just stay alive. Mm -hmm. Your brain wants to keep you alive. So by visiting 10 doctors a day, holy shit, that's going to kill me. Yeah. Emotionally and physically. There, your brain, so it's like the brain goes into overdrive. What can we do? What can we do to keep Amy safe today? I know. Here's, here's something. Here's an excuse that you found 20 mm -hmm. years ago that worked. Again, Sneaky, sneaky brain. But oh, that hamster is really busy in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So with your with your next steps, with the evolution of your business as you move forward, what can you what can you see coming up that's like, yeah, I could I can see this challenge on the horizon and I'm not quite ready to face it yet, but I know I'm gonna have to. What what would that be? So I when I, as I'm shifting to training people to become sleep coaches and clinical sleep educators, I see myself going back to like teacher mode rather than business owner mode, mm. right? Because teacher mode is safe for me. I've been teaching all my life. Um, but business owner Amy has to go out there and still market it. And, business, mm. and talk to people and tell them why my program is better than somebody else's program. You know, um, the fact so that they get Mama Amy is a good thing. <laughs> it's always going to be, so it's not a new challenge. It's the same that you, you've, you've yeah. sort of worked through. You've had to. It's being visible. It's being seen. It's at this next level, ah, oh, holding space for, I need to do the business side. Right. rather than just because it's so easy to go back into your zone of genius which is the job you get to do but as an entrepreneur you're also the accountant the marketing the sales all these things right yes and so that that becomes the hard part and then the other hard part becomes not making the business about where you see yourself hmm. like your success your business successes and failures are the businesses successes and failures that does not reflect on who you are as a person ah so are you saying that it's, it's that struggle to mm -hmm. have that distance to just bridge that gap to say whatever happens in business life it doesn't represent who amy is it doesn't tell right. me who i am it doesn't define me as a person exactly now, that is an interesting concept there's something beautiful within that and it can be tough especially as a solopreneur, it's all mm -hmm. about you. Yet when we go into business, I think one of the greatest things that I heard recently was it's, and it's reinforced in so many marketing um, experts. It's not about you. Hey, it's got nothing. So if, how can we remove the pressure? It's got nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with everybody else. So we're going to shift this focus away from you. And again, mm -hmm. we need to find the right tool, the right tactic, the right way to do this. To get this away from you, can you feel things start to sort of lift and be like, oh, yeah. that makes it easier. I think that's, there's something beautiful in, in, again, that nuance. Oh my gosh, we've got a theme going all the way through this. <laughs> it's all about nuances. And it's also understanding how 
are your personal brain works yeah. and how you work because every solopreneur entrepreneur is very different and so and they're very the same we were willing to put ourselves out there we were willing to take a chance we 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 were curious we were adventurous but we tend to also tie our self-worth into it yeah. and so we get like caught and Absolutely. so learning that and learning how to separate that and realizing that everybody has to do it in their own terms. Yeah. Finding what's right for you. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. So Amy, look, thank you so much for sharing what you do, how you help the amazing women you, you work with, and also share behind the scenes of your business as you go. Thank you so much. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? They Well, I'm on all the social media platforms uh, as Amy Kornravis, but uh, my website is acorncoaching.com. And if you are interested in talking one-on-one, -on -one, I'd be happy to, but I also have some great videos on my blog that you can learn some relaxation techniques, learn some ways to help you sleep better because you know if we sleep better we think better and as entrepreneurs we need to be able to think ah oh, absolutely um look everyone if you're curious or like hell yes i need some of this go and check it out but amy thank you so much for being with us today this is my pleasure Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.